Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Live from New York, it's the show that is quite popular with Chicago area orthodontists. It's First Things First on today's show. Brady, out of the playoffs. Nick's unconventional call on what his next move should be. Meanwhile, Lamar still doesn't have a contract. It did not get resolved overnight. I didn't think it was going to, to be 100% honest. <laughs> the sneaky team that Lamar could take to the playoffs next year. And finally, QB rankings. How illogical will the prince who has promised his placement be? Prince who has promised... You think yesterday was over you, the top? You asked me. He's Brew. He's Wild. I'm Nick. You asked me to make these rankings. You literally assigned me homework like a ninth grade I chemistry did, yeah, teacher. And then before they're even debuted, you call them illogical? No, the prince's ranking is it, a little bit oh, skewed. Well, let's wait and see. Well, let's wait and see. It's a great team. Illogical was right on the money, Wild. Don't let him push it out. We start with what everyone's been saying. One team was scoring. <laughs> Other team, a little boring. Uh, Dak's back, 25 for 33. Four touchdowns through the air, one on the ground. Cowboys rack up 31 points and leave Tampa with a statement win. Here's Dak in my favorite style hat. I got away from the way that I played this game, got greedy. Uh, tried, to, tried to just force some throws, tried to take the big ones, um, and that's – not who I've, I've been throughout my career, obviously, just taking what, God, taking what they give me, waiting on the big shot, and I think it was uncharacteristic. So, yeah, sure, it was, uh, it was a way for me to just dial back in. Um, but at, at the sense, I mean, I wiped that clean and just uh, I knew what this game meant. I knew how important it, it was for us uh, and just, as I said, prepared. Brew, you were worried about the Cowboys bringing their F game. F game. <laughs> Dak graduated with honors instead. So it seems like you were wrong about this one. What do you have to say? Would you like to apologize to anyone? Anyone has a clever rhyme? Was analyzing this game? Or what was was I wrong, Wilds? Or ingenious? <laughs> Wilds, what is my franchise on this it's show? It's called the Bud List. And what is the purpose well, of the Bud List? It's the most motivating segment in all of sports television. And who was number one on the Bud List last week? It was week? Dak Prescott. Cowboys Nation, thank you. <laughs> Or you're welcome, yeah, the other I way. should say. You're welcome. <laughs> All right? Because I clearly motivated Dak Prescott after the worst game of his career. That's what it's for. Now, look, I, I get it. <laughs> it was tough love. It sounded harsh. It sounded mean. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm from the old school. I'm not like these two up here in this new generation of <laughs> softies. Old. All right? <laughs> I bring it rugged and raw, and that's what I did with Dak. That's true. All right? And who got the results? Who got the results? All right? What is happening? So, Cowboys Nation, you should be thanking a brother because I – look, I'm getting people all in my DMs and people in my mentions. Oh, Brew brought his F game to that – That's To that uh, prediction. That's what this is. Yeah. Simple ones. Simple ones. I am playing chess. All right? I'm playing Ben Wish. You still at the Spades table with the teenagers. All right? It was all by design to bring out the best in Dak Prescott because that is what the bud list is about. All right? Wow. So that's what this was. So, you, so the whole it was thing all, was a long con. And look, and I said at that last week, I wasn't sure about that. Mm-mm. 
I didn't know how powerful the bud list okay. was. Okay, we know. Even I didn't right, know. So, I, so look, right. last it is it's all you players out there because we keeping the bud list going. But the actual it is an honor and a privilege to be on the bud list. Okay, count it all joy next time I call you out because that means redemption is near. <laughs> Ask that <laughs> Prescott. Okay, you know who I think Excellent. should be on this week's bud list. Chris Broussard. No. How? You, you said that because before. It's not in the bylaws. Now, to be fair, I also picked the Bucks, But I said before I knew that the Vikings were going to get upset, that I thought the winner of this game, either one, mm-hmm. would go to Philly and win that game. Now they have to go to San Francisco. It's a bit of a different story. But you criminally underrated the Cowboys all year. This was a team that in a 15-game stretch went 12-3, and with the three losses being to Philly without their quarterback, in overtime against one of the most talented quarterbacks ever, and in overtime against Aaron Rodgers. So it, it, the, the idea that this and, team... And Washington. That, you know, no, I said a 15-game stretch. No, week one and week 18. I, I understand that. But my point is they had a large sample of really good football. Over the course of the year, they were plus 125 in the point differential. I think you can make a strong argument that over the course of the season, there were only four teams that were clearly better than them, and one of them they beat. But Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, and San Francisco. And Philly, over the bulk of the season, was better, but then Philly got banged right. up at the end. And so I, I think there was some underrating of the Cowboys, but Wilds, mm-hmm. I think now this morning or afternoon, there's a little overrating of Dak Prescott. Oh, my goodness. And it's, he you, was phenomenal, no, Okay, so listen. He w- played almost a perfect football game. He was great. But the barrier to entry of being a great quarterback is playing in this round that's coming up and playing well. And we have seen Baker Mayfield have great I mean, wild card. No, okay. hold on. I'm we had trumpets for somebody minute. yesterday. Oh, wait, <laughs> let it out. No, go. We I'll had, be quiet. I, Dak we Pre- had a snare drum I, for somebody. I understand yesterday. that because it was his first time in the playoffs, and it's what he did. Oh. We have seen a lot. We have seen Kirk Cousins win in this round. We have seen Dak previously win in this round. We just saw Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy win in this round. We saw Baker Mayfield. Those are all just guys that are currently in the NFC. We've seen Ryan Tannehill win past this round. So. In my opinion, and I don't think it's unfair, Wilds, but your tweet last night about how everyone needs to, you know, keep the same energy with I the Dak. I didn't say that. It I was, it was a remix. Yeah. But. Okay. Sure. I I think this was, and I don't think it's unfair to say yesterday's game. There was a lot at stake for Dak in a negative, but in a positive, there was not that much to gain. And we that was a game they needed to win because they were the 12 win team. Mm-hmm. Because for all those reasons, and now this morning, there's this afternoon, there seems to be a lot of oh, who owes Dak Prescott an apology? I, if you were saying Dak Prescott's trash, Dak Prescott's a bad quarterback, then yeah, you owe him an apology. But yep. you're doing what most of us were doing, which was he needed to play better. To me. One great playoff game in the wild card round does not all of a sudden change how I view Dak Prescott as a quarterback. Hey, nothing should have changed because Dak Prescott has completed a resume this year that it's on the gosh darn it it's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> One team was scoring and the other was boring. <laughs> and what he did in the regular season he did last night. Can you show the graphic? Weeks seven through eighteen. Dak was averaging 32 and a half points. Last night, 31. Everyone is shocked like this is some new thing. And I know you're like, well, you know, the interceptions. The interceptions never mattered. The interceptions were when you go to the Virgin Islands and it rains for 20 minutes. Like, ah, if you look at it, it rains every day here. Yeah, for 20 minutes, he still have a great day. He was 5-2 and when he was throwing interceptions. He had a clean game yesterday, played perfectly, and had five touchdowns. Now, granted, now here's here's a good take here. If Dak Prescott went out and threw, I don't know, four interceptions in the first half (laughs) and then had to dig himself out of a hole to survive – Maybe then we would be out I actually think people would be, if Dak Prescott yesterday found himself down four scores to Tom Brady and came back, I do think in some ways people would be more impressed by that. Okay, But everybody's incredibly impressed with what he did last night. 100%. And I and listen, and Wilds, by the way, it should be noted, his analysis of this game, while you know, on the surface facile, was exactly correct. Scoring board. It was one team had trouble scoring all year, the other team for the last two seasons been one of the highest scoring teams in football. You were right about that. But I don't to me, did this change anyone at this table's opinion of Dak? 
Is anyone Not like? Yet. Oh, I, I, I do agree with you. Now, the next round, is if what he, he needs goes to out win. and and Absolutely. plays half as well and wins against yep. San Francisco and gets to a conference championship game, then a hundred percent that changes your opinion. Can right. I just say this? Yeah, he's the number one scoring quarterback since he came back. And nobody I, seems to care. Because the, you no, know you talk about Josh Allen, you talk be, be, about Mahomes. Like, I, he should raise his hands like, by the way, I score okay, the most but, points. But that's, but that's even when you're defending him, and I know we have to move on. Do you think that that is a reflection of him as a player individually? I don't know. Elon Musk has got you, the most money. I'm like, all right, you got the most money. Yeah. Like, but, I, do I think you're a great businessman? Like, I don't know. You got the most money. Yeah. Okay. So I think that that's. I think that stat is a little misleading, but that's fine. It, it's just points. That's fine. Yeah, I got it. But you you're don't. A but even. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I like points and winning. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm a caveman. <laughs> I did feel Moving like on. it was over. When they got up two uh, touchdowns, it felt like it was over. Because yeah. I knew how hard well, it was for Tampa Bay to score. Well, I was like, I, I don't think they can score enough points now. I told you that all last night. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know. Brady, meanwhile, uh, throws the ball 66 times. One time he's trying to throw it away, but it's actually a nice pillowy pass. Yeah. In the red zone. Uh, here he is after the game. Take a listen. Always tough, but, you know, we didn't earn it, so, you know, they did. Um, I think that there's a part of football where I feel like it's, you know, sometimes you get lucky, but most of the time, you know, the, the team that earns it, you know, wins. And they played good all year. They played good tonight. They played well as a team. They were very coordinated. They played well on offense, played well defensively. They missed some kicks on special teams, but, you know, we just, we just couldn't get enough done offensively to put any pressure on them. All right, we're going to talk about Brady's future in five minutes, but what did you think about his performance last night? It was terrible. And, I mean, there's no running from it. He was, we saw 12 quarterbacks play this week, and he was the worst one. He had a worse game than Skyler. Skyler Skyler's numbers were a little worse, but Skyler also got ruined by some really tough luck drops. Mm. We can show you the numbers, I think. He was 10th, 11th, or 12th. And there's only, again, there's only 12 quarterbacks. In completion percentage, yards per pass, passer rating. He's ahead of only Skyler, and in passer rating, he's ahead of Skyler and Trevor. But because Trevor had the zero passer rating in the first half, essentially, and then obviously rallied. And I, listen, this game turned into a laugher. But the Cowboys were not rolling early. Both teams going three and out, three and out, right? right. Start the game. Four, the first Ca- four possessions. Right. The Cowboys out. then drive the field and score a touchdown, miss the extra point. The Bucks then drive the field. And it looks like, oh, it's about to be 7-6 Tampa and a lot of pressure on Dak and McCarthy and in that, on the road. And that Brady interception, or, or, you know, was Jimmy G-esque. Like, huh? Like, you can't even get it out of the back of the end zone? And I was, as right as Wilds was about this game, I was that wrong. Because this is the exact play that wow. I said, Brew, he won't do this in the playoffs. In the playoffs, he's going to stand it's his in the first pocket. Red zone pick as a in buck. Tampa Bay. But, but forget even where it is on the field. My point is, watch Brady. I said all regular season he's been doing that right. thing. Throw it away and turn. In the playoffs, he's going to stand in, take a hit to the face, or take a hit and deliver the ball. And he could. And so you can be the greatest ever, and still have it be massively on you that your team just got annihilated. And I put, that flipped this game. That stopped this yeah. game from being able to be competitive. And I know at the very, very end, he had Mike Evans dropped a pass when they're down 17. Didn't matter. Game was over. Mm-hmm. A lot of this is on Brady. A lot of it. Well, I'm going to say something that I usually reserve for the Cowboys. F game. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was Back. his F game. You look at the numbers. Oh, 351, 351 yards, two TDs. That was all after the fact. The game was over. We had one, the great pass to Julio Jones. That was awesome. But Mm -hmm. the game was over by then. That's right. He he looked every bit of 45 years old. Yes. You you I mean, I don't know if he was trying to throw it away out of the end zone on the interception, or he was obviously trying to get rid of it before he got clocked. But he it looked if if you're right, then the arm just wasn't there. It looked that way all night. He was he was throwing the ball two and three yards in front of receivers what about at all the end of the night half, long. When they could have made it guys. eighteen to three, when they're trying to, they have eight yep. seconds left, and they're just trying to get the the Cowboys inexplicably give them the quick out, and he and Evans aren't on the same page, and he dirts it. They could have had a fifty-five yard field goal thereabouts at the gun to make uh yep. eighteen to three. Yep. Yeah, the other team can't hit kicks. Maybe. It was the whole thing. It was ter- and. 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. My question for you is, he threw the ball 66 times, mm -hmm. and we knew that they couldn't run the ball all year. He had, they had 12 runs, and I know you'd be like, well, you know, they were behind. It's like, regardless. It's, sure. It's, you can overdo it. You know, yeah. at Thanksgiving, you can't eat three turkeys. Yeah. Do you think that that is – he still has the arm strength, it looks like. You don't think? No, so? listen. I we'll do it in the he, next. Season, it, but I think Brady's. I think I don't think he's retiring. But I think he's done. But my don't put it on the rushing. Miami and Cincinnati rushed right. for fewer yards this weekend than the Bucks did, and they won their games. And the other thing, again, because I, what do they call me, Wilds? Mister Consistency. And they call you the Mayor of Fair. I'm gonna kind of meld these two. Oh, wow. I can't pillory Mac Jones. And then act like I didn't see this. Learn from the best. Tom Brady, his little slide tackle attempt <laughs> would have gotten you a red card in Cutter a month and a half ago. <laughs> this is a brutal play. And this, I mean, this is, again, I, I, I'm not, I, I, he has a 20-plus year history. And so one play, of course, does not define you. But I don't like that. No. And, it's, and to me, it would be hypocritical if I just ignored it because of who he's been throughout his career rather than acknowledging that's a dirty play. And that's it's a dirty play. You it, could easily hurt somebody 100%. doing that. 100%. Yeah, it, it, no. it just fell it's down. Just fell down? Well, yeah. <laughs> it's a terrible move. Yeah, it's a good slide. <laughs> He is he's for, giving himself be, up so he didn't get blocked. To be the goal, he's the most about the most unathletic, unathletic guy to play football. I mean, it's unbelievable. Oh, we'll have Schlereth out here in a little while too. <laughs> Stink used to be able to 360 dunk. That's a true story. Really? Get out of town. Yeah. Ask him. Wow. Stink, get some video of that. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Jones talking about if he'll replace Brett Maher, who missed four last night, and he missed one in Week 18. So at one point, missed five in a row. So. Yeah. Here's Jerry. Take a listen. We need Brett. He, he understands that. So, uh, you know, we need to get back on it this week and, you know, get him ready to go. Obviously, we're kicking out, you know, an outdoor stadium out there in, in Santa Clara. So, um, but, you know, we, you know, um, yeah, I, he's disappointed, but, uh, you know, we need him. Will you look at some kickers no. this week? No. We won't. We just, uh, uh, he's, uh, he's done enough good ones. I'll be honest with you. The first guy looked a lot like Michael. Yeah, <laughs> I think. It was uh, Brew, what are you doing with the kicking situation in Dallas? If if they want to keep Brett Maher, and obviously Jerry Jones is running things, so it, let's. I'm going to assume they do that. I got to be honest. I still bring in like a backup kicker, and I and, think it's and have a, him on the active it, roster. Yes, well, I like I, it. it's that important. <laughs> and here's the deal: if Maher misses like the, an extra point. Or an easily makeable field goal, I am putting the back of it. If you want to keep him, because we don't know mentally where he's at. And if he's well, not tough enough you. mentally, hold on, if he's not tough enough mentally to handle having a backup there, then he's not going to overcome this okay. anyway. I think that's a half measure. I think you either got to stick with him or you got to cut him. It is noteworthy. So if you stick with him and he misses the first extra point. Then I'm going then, for two the rest of the game, and I hope I win. What if you yeah, got field goals? The, by the way, we don't know if this is a field goals problem. This seemed to be the yips. This didn't – I don't know that it would have hurt him on field goals. Honest to God. What I do know is prior to the Washington game, Brett Maher had kicked 138 extra points in his career. He had made 133. So prior to the Washington game, he had missed five in his career. Playoffs and regular season. He then missed five in a row with that Washington game and then four in a row here before he finally made one. That has to be – that has to be mental – I, the only part of it, and I would keep it. I, the backup really? kicker life is rough, man. The Chiefs lost that stupid Colts game you guys wouldn't stop talking about for two months because of a backup move. kicker. There are there are not enough quality kickers out there. To kick an extra point? No, I, the backup kicker life. But the thing is, you bring in the backup, he also has to kick your field goals. And Brett Maher is a good field goal kicker, and he's a particularly good long-distance field goal kicker. Look, I'm not cutting You're going to need every single point against San Francisco. Yeah. I, I can't fool around. If he's got the yips and I don't find out until we're ten minutes into the game – I got to go with a backup. I'm sorry. Okay. I like it. That's a that's tough. That's why, you know what? Spot. Tough, tough love. love. Okay. Tough love. Tough love. Y'all know y'all generation. Soft love. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, guys are the same age. That's the wild one. This looks close. Okay, quick math. 
The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Welcome back to a big Tuesday show. Super Bowl champion Mark Schlereth is here with us, and we're talking about Brady's future. What's next for him? No one knows, including Brady. Here he is with... What sounds like a goodbye to the Bucks. Take a listen. This has been a lot of focus on, you know, this game. So, yeah, it's just be one day at a time, truly. I love this organization. It's a great place to be. And thank you, everybody, for welcoming me, all you regulars. And um, just very grateful for the respect. And I and, uh, hope I gave the same thing back to you guys. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. Seems like Tampa days are over. That was my read on it. How about you? I 100% agree with you. But just nerdy cap stuff. They're 53 million over next year's cap Oof. already, and that's without Brady under contract. Like, mm. uh, but I don't think he's retiring. But and listen, I might have been a little early to this train by about seven years. But I do <laughs> think it is safe to say he's done as a difference maker in this league. Okay. I we there was all the writing on the wall all year and you were all over it and I didn't I had been bitten by this too many times and I was like no come the playoffs we're gonna see some magic and not only did we not see some magic we saw one of his worst playoff games ever we saw and we also when you look at the eight quarterbacks remaining in the postseason what do they all have in common to varying degrees mobility they can move they can all move a little bit and the game is changing and it is incredibly difficult for a statuesque quarterback to thrive. I think it is impossible for a 40, soon-to-be six-year-old statuesque quarterback to thrive. And if you look around the league, Stink, the teams that – because he's not going to go to a bad team. We all agree, right? The teams that need a quarterback that we think could contend. If you're running, that, if you're running San Francisco, would you rather him or Purdy? I'd go with Purdy. If you're running Miami, would you rather him or Tua? I'd go with Tua, assuming he clears concussion protocol. The Giants, you you moving on from Daniel Jones for him? Nope. Detroit, you moving on for Jared Goff for him? Nope. Seattle, Geno Smith for him? No. Like, I understand that I've been wrong on this guy a lot, but I think Tom Brady as a difference-making player playing in big-time playoff games – I think that phase of his career ended last year in the game against the Rams. Well, let's get to the root of why statuesque quarterbacks are going to have trouble surviving in this league. Because the league has changed to the point where you can no longer develop the toughest, most skilled position in football. That's offensive linemen. You can't develop them. Find me five guys that can play. They're not all five on the same team. Right. It's really, really hard, and because of the rules that the league has instituted, right, and the Players Association has instituted, it is almost impossible to develop young offensive linemen. That is, like I said, that's the most skilled position because I've talked to you guys this, uh, to this, uh, or to you about this topic before. You are talking about the least skilled athletes. The least skilled athletes on a football field is that five guys up front. The You're overmatched athletically every time you line up on a football field. But every time you line up on a football field, you're expected to win 100% of the battles. So that comes from intelligence, neck up, technique, all those things. 
So we've taken away all that stuff as a league. We've said, we're not going to allow you to do that anymore. Why? Because we're not going to allow you to practice. We're not going to allow you to be in here. We're not going to allow you to meet with coaches. We're not going to allow you to do all these things. So the biggest skill position in football, the offensive line, has been diminished from the amount of time you can play and you can study. Therefore, you know what you need? Mobile quarterbacks yes. to compensate for the lack of skill up front. And it's why Vegas brew, to me, makes no sense. I know maybe Josh McDaniels wants him. Their biggest issue on the offensive side of the ball is the offensive line. And if you're Tom Brady, you're not signing up. He doesn't want to get hit anymore, guys. He just refuses to get hit. The bottom line is this. We know he's only playing for Super Bowls. Yep. And for him to win a Super Bowl, everything has to be perfect. He needs great receivers, a great offensive line, a great defense, and a great running game. And who has everything? Right. Nobody. San Kansas Francisco. City, San Francisco, mm. but they get injured a lot, right? They have a history of guys getting injured. Right now, Cincinnati, three offensive linemen are injured. Yeah, okay, yeah. Kansas City doesn't have a great defense. Buffalo doesn't have a great offensive line. Like, at no situation is perfect. I agree with you. Like, if you look on paper, you're saying the one place he could probably win a Super Bowl is San Francisco. Right. If they stay healthy. And I think that, look, if Purdy is horrible this weekend and they lose, then, the then maybe the they'll look, may, they, they might. I'm just saying they might look at Brady. But other, I think they're going to go with Purdy and Lance because I think Purdy is going to continue to play I just, well. So I, I, I agree. Look, Jets, they, they don't I, have I, an offensive line. Yeah, the, the I, I would giant. already say they've moved on from Trey Lance. Like, that, okay. like he's oh, not. So you think they're viewing Purdy as their guy? Purdy's their guy. I, don't sure. think, I think Trey Lance. But I, I'll tell you Speak the other thing, the, the reason that you have to, the, the reason you have to be able to run the ball. Now, remember, Tampa Bay throws it like 70% of the time, right? Not great. They've gotten away from that. And they'll sit there and say, well, the bubble screens, the short passing game, and all those things are the reason, right, because Tom Brady can do that. But you have to, because of the skill that we talked about up front, you have to run the ball in this league. Why? Because now all of a sudden it gives me a weapon as an offensive lineman to attack protection. So now on a five-step drop where I know the ball is out without a hitch, now all of a sudden I can run block on that. If you don't give your offensive linemen opportunities to change up sets, to change up the attack that they have, right? I always talk, when I consult with teams, I say, you have to be able to take the passive out of pass protection. Because if you sit back against great athletes that rush you, you'll get your ass kicked. I don't care who you are. So you have got to be able to do that. Can Brady... Brady has to be able to be willing to change his game but as well. My question is, Wild, who right now, who that's a really good team, wants to sign up for what they saw from Tom Brady the last year? Who is it? Well, well once, once I think about it a little bit, is there a, a team that kind of needs a quarterback, that has a great defense, likes to run the ball, really stresses the offensive line? Maybe the New England Patriots? I don't know, Shalareth. It feels like Bill Belichick would be okay. Not like Mac Jones is the most. And then uh, he wouldn't need, you know what? Then Bill Belichick wouldn't need to get an offensive coordinator because he'd have Tom Brady. He could just sign it over to Tom. <laughs> get Bill, Tom Bill O'Brien. Brady. That's, right. they, right. That's worked a little bit together. I don't hate that. I know it's a little bit like of a Wilds pipe dream. I don't, I don't think like it's a wild pipe. I don't think he has this. They don't have the skill. Yeah, they, but they're not players. good enough. That's yeah, the thing is, they may, it would be a nice sports story. But the question is, is Brady? If Brady's trying to win a Super Bowl, yeah, that's he a, has to convince somebody that this year didn't happen. Nobody can watch football in 2022. And again, my I know it's odd come for me because I picked them to win, but that was based purely. On the metaphysical, I was just like, Brady come the playoffs (laughs) is going to be different. And once that invincibility cloak is gone, it's like, okay, you were just a sub-500 quarterback this year who was below average in the NFL and passer rating, who is not, does not look anything like the modern quarterback. But but do you think, Schler, to Nick's point, do you think that Brady still has something in the tank? uh, Or were his struggles because... Dak played a great game, threw the ball 33 times, and Brady literally threw it twice as much. Yeah, he threw it 66 times. Listen, you have, got to, you have got to build around him. There's nothing wrong with his skill set as far as throwing the ball. There's a couple things, though. Like, he can't practice like he used to. That, the Sundays aren't what cost you your career. 
Working Monday through Saturday is what costs you your career. You get to the point where you can't do that anymore. Everybody would play on Sunday. Everybody loves to play on Sunday. Does your body allow you to get to Sunday? And so he missed, like, all quarterbacks are rec- rep hogs. They all want every rep. Well, guess what happens to as you get older? You can't get every rep. Hmm. Your body won't allow – if you take every rep, you know what you can't do? You can't play on Sundays. You only got so many. You only got so many reps in you. So th- there's a lot of things that will have to line up perfectly. But his skill set is still such that he can win in this it, league. But you've got to have a lot of other things around. Just very team. quick, Wilds. Somebody's got to sign off not only on it, but knowing you're, you're going to basically turn your whole franchise over to him for one year. So, like, I know people are like, oh, it makes sense in Miami. You would then be essentially scuttling the entire Tua era if there's going to be one. And I'm not a big Tua guy. But you, you, it, it is saying we are going all in like Tampa did, except they got three years. Now you're doing it for one year, a guy who just now looks very beatable. I think it's going to be – someone will sign him. But if it's, if it's one year and you happen to catch lightning in a bottle, and imagine oh. it buys you sure. four years of goodwill or five sure. years of goodwill. I'll tell you what. I came into this thinking New England. I'm leaving really thinking New England. Oh, you guys can get you. Yeah, nobody you wants him. up. Greatest no player of all that. time. I'll take him. Thank you. Uh, news on Lamar next. Posting stuff on Instagram. Ooh. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Campbell weighing in on the Lamar contract soap opera. Take a listen. You can't let a guy like him go, you know. I mean, I know it's football and, you know, and there's always, you know, some new, you know, exciting toy, you know, new exciting kid, you know, that has potential to go out there and be great, you know. But, like, you know, this is a, a business of, of, of for shores and knowns. And, uh, you know, you know Lamar Jackson is, uh, you know, a credible player, you know, and I think it's in the best interest of the right, right, uh, the right organization to, to you know, give him a long-term contract and uh, you know make you know make him you know our guy. So um, yeah, and I know the front office is thinking the same thing. I mean, you know, I mean, they're smart guys. You would think so, but you guys lost the playoff game because you didn't get it done. Uh, let me read you the favorites here. Uh, Ravens still favorites to keep them brew, followed by the Jets, Falcons, Raiders, and then the Patriots. Wow. That'd be fun. Lamar and Tom that Brady. Be fun. That'd be a what, good a, what a combo. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think happens here? Ravens should keep him. All right? I mean, put him on the exclusive franchise tag and keep him for a year. Because part of the thing with Lamar is that we all have wanted to see how long can a guy playing this style last. Well, you franchise tag him, you get another year to see. If he gets injured next year, then you know, okay, we probably can't give this guy a long-term contract. That's three years straight. And I don't think, Nick, that Lamar could afford. I mean, obviously he's got the money, but this is the first year he's getting big money in terms of NFL mm-hmm. money. Next year, he's hitting $50 million, $45 million as a fr- on a franchise. I think he's got to take it. So I think I, that's I what should happen. Well, Jets would be fun. Listen, Garrett Wilson, oh, Brees I think Hall, that would be is fun. the most fun. Ooh, really? I think, yeah, seeing him on More turf, he, he, obviously, you know, re- reminiscing about Vic. Drake London's awesome. Kyle Pitts, they have seemingly refused to u- use. They have the seventh pick. They could also include Desmond Ritter in a trade if the Ravens liked him. I think Atlanta would be a lot of fun. The Patriots are interesting because I've always wanted to see Belichick yep. with a mobile quarterback because mm-hmm. mobile quarterbacks historically actually always gave him some trouble. And so, I, Bel- and there, you know, they, Patriots obviously could have drafted Lamar, but they valued Sony Michelle more. Okay, everyone could have drafted Lamar. Okay, well, yeah, but everyone, <laughs> you know, isn't fit. starting McCorkle at quarterback years later and wondering how it all went wrong for him. But that's neither <laughs> here nor there. Uh, the Raiders are fun because they don't have an O line, yeah. but they have amazing weapons. We've never seen them with Running weapons. Back, I, but where I disagree with Brew and where I want your uh-huh. opinion, Stink, is I do not think Lamar Jackson would sign the franchise tag. I think Lamar Jackson would play a game of chicken with them. I think he just kind of did play a game of chicken. Facts. And I, the, the idea that he <laughs> – do, do I think it's in play Lamar Jackson, they franchise tag him, would simply sit out the year. 
<sighs> and then they would have no choice but to move on and to trade him. And yes, $45 million guaranteed sounds good. 145 or $200 million guaranteed sounds better. And someone would give it to him. Atlanta would give it to him. Mm. The Jets might give it to him. So I think he's done with the Ravens. I think Atlanta's a ton of fun, by the way. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's interesting, and I, I, I hear your point. I just feel like this is going towards divorce. It's yes. been going that way for some time. And, and I will tell you, like, uh, to me, the, the inability to get a deal done was more on the Ravens saying, we don't believe that this is a sustainable form of offense more than anything else. And so them saying, we're going to hedge our bets, we're going to give you a contract, but we're not going to put you in the upper echelon of the quarterbacks who have signed here recently. Totally agree. That's where they are. And then to not come out and defend a guy, because you know this is a standard operating procedure in the National Football League. When you decide a contract dispute's out there, you start misinforming, or you don't, when, when people get mad at the player, you just let it happen. It happened with Dak for two years, right? Mm-hmm. The biggest contract ever. No, it's not. But what happens? Dak gets besmirched by the Dallas Cowboy fans. Right now, they were, hey, you know, Christmas Day games or, or Christmas Eve games. You, he should be ready yep. to play. It, Never. And then he, it, he can't come out. And they don't ever defend him. They don't him. defend him. And Harbaugh yeah. then won't talk about it. Can I say another few months down the road, major complicating factor? Lamar wants a fully guaranteed deal because Deshaun Watson got one. The Ravens are like, yes, but Russell Wilson didn't. Yeah, but he's older and he had two years left on his deal. But Kyler Murray didn't. Yeah, but that's because he's 5'5 and they don't really like him that much. So, okay, I'm just curious. Joe Burrow's up for a contract after this year. You think it's going to be fully guaranteed? Because I do. He went to the Super Bowl. Uh, oh, okay, well, and Lamar won an if he, MVP. If, if he Justin Herbert is up for a contract after this year. It might be fully guaranteed. If one other of those dominoes falls, you think Lamar is going to blink? If, if Justin, you can say he's the Deshaun Watson thing's unique. Okay, whatever Justin Herbert gets, Lamar's not going to be like, um, guys, I've won a playoff. You guys say I'm bad in the playoffs. Okay, I've won a playoff game. Uh, I've won a league MVP. I've been here for five years. There, so I understand that the Kyler didn't get it. Russ didn't get it. It. it when Burrow, if the Ravens want to get something done, they better get it done before Burrow and Herbert make it cost yeah, I think even that's more. A, I think that's Great a really tip. good point. They better, they need to do it. Yeah. They just think they're going to replace Lamar Jackson. No, I think that they've I mean, handled this whole thing poorly. Not going to work. Uh, did Dak prove Broussard wrong? The answer? Yes. <laughs> Didn't you see the first second? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Dak is back. Five total touchdowns. No interceptions, no fumbles, no problems dispatching the Bucks in Tampa Bay. Here he is after the game. Take a listen. I got away from the way that I play this game. Got greedy. Uh, tried, to, tried to just force some throws, tried to take the big ones, um, and that's not who I've, I've been throughout my career. Obviously, just taking what, God, taking what they give me, waiting on the big shot, and I think it was uncharacteristic. So, yeah, sure, it was, uh, it was a way for me to just dial back in. Um, but at, at the sense, I mean, I wiped that clean and just uh, – I knew what this game meant. I knew how important it was for us, uh, and just, as I said, prepare. Did Dak silence his doubters? Uh, for a week, at least. But <laughs> let, me, let me say this. I love what he said there. He said what we've been saying. He said, I got greedy. In other words, I start thinking I'm going to throw all these bombs in for 400 yards, and I'm going to be the driving yep. force. And he went back to doing what he does best, which – I don't want to say game manager, an but he's a bump. Yes, yes, he's an elite game manager who can make great plays. And that's what he did yesterday. But here's the deal. The goal wasn't to win the wild card round. Correct. The goal is to get at least – the goal is to win the Super Bowl. At least get there. But if he gets them to the NFC title game for the first time in, what, 27 years, yep. then I think that will silence That's the doubt. That's correct. If he, he beat an 8-9 team. Oh, come we, on. He beat an 8-9 team. You didn't think it was going to happen. I did. Be, I, did I thought they'd lay an egg. 
I thought he'd lay an egg, even though he was on the butt list. I underestimate the power of the butt list in that regard, but he went out there and was phenomenal. There's no question about it. But if he goes out next week and loses to Brock Purdy, well, and when like, there are, and I get it how great San Francisco is, but it, Dallas got a lot of talent quo. too. The thing is this. So he's got to play well next week to silence the doubt. There is, Dak played, both of these things can be true. Mm-hmm. Dak played a nearly perfect playoff game, got a road victory for the first time for the franchise in 30 years. And there is literally nothing Dak Prescott can do in the wild card round that's going to improve his general perception because he is not playing by those stakes. The stakes he is playing by is, am I, or the stakes he's playing by are, am I truly one of the league's elite quarterbacks? And in order for that to be the case, he needs to do at the very least what he did his rookie year when it looked like he was one of the league's elite quarterbacks which is play a great divisional round game, even if they lose. Because I think San Francisco is so good, I'm not going to just play the result on what happens in the next round. But there are certain spots, Wilds, where all you can do is lose credit and not gain it. And a wild card round for a quarterback that's supposed to be one of the best is one of those spots. And I understand what the twinkle in your eye you're about to bring up the prince. And here is what I will tell you. If when the Prince is 29 years old, nearly a decade or eight years into his NFL career, the furthest he has gotten in the playoffs is round two, then it would be a disappointment. Well, what did you want? You want to play a doubleheader last night? No. You want him to play beat no. the Bucs and I immediately am, You beat... think he's silent no. for the well, I don't know. He had five week. touchdowns. What, what, I, more what do you want week? to do? You want no. six? No. The word that you're missing is consistency. Right. That was a great game. Week 18 was not a great game. Okay, that's so an outlier. That, so is this. But how many times he's thrown five touchdowns? It wasn't. Th- this is an outlier. Here's, the, here's what I will tell you. That team can travel. That cool. team that we saw has got talent up front. Right. They've like got that. talent at the running back position. They've got a talented tight end in Schultz. They've got three receivers that can flat play. If Dak Prescott can throw the ball with the conviction that he could throw the ball with last night, mm-hmm. that team can go into San Francisco, and there is no question they can win that game. Here we go. Zero question. And they've got a defense that can flat play, too. they got some players. I mean, we talk about Micah Parsons, but there is Lawrence. There is, I just love the name, Odigizuwa. That's a great name. You can't say that name enough on television, (laughs) Odigizuwa. I'll say it again. I I, I tell you what, that's a team. If he throws the ball with that conviction that he threw it with against Tampa, they'll go into San Francisco and win. Ooh, I like this. A few months ago, before I grew exasperated with the Cowboys and their up-and-down inconsistency, I said if Dak is who he's supposed to be, if he's a $40 million quarterback, then they get at least to the NFC title game. Yeah, and then you wrote him off multiple times. Yes, yeah, I, I did. I did, because uh, I grew exasperated. They did that. You, on the other hand, believed in them. Well, yeah. Wilds, it should be noted, nailed this game exactly right. Well, I don't know if you heard, Schlereth. I, I, the, a lot of the tattoo shops around town were quite busy putting, go with the scoring, not with the boring, uh-huh. my <laughs> premonition on this game. But I don't know if we have our full screen hubs. Yeah. Week 7 through 18, Dak Prescott. Averaged 32 and a half points. Last night, he averaged 31 points. And I know that he didn't have a great week one, and he didn't have a great week 18. I treat him a little bit like ice skating scores. I take those out. Well, uh, ice skating takes out the best and the worst, not just the first and the worst. Well, I know, but but on the graphic, it's the (laughs) first and the last. Best and the worst would make it. I'm big on ice skating. (laughs) So So I scored 32.5 points a game all by himself. No, no, (laughs) the whole No, That's like a quarterback's wins is like a. Thank you. I hate quarterback wins. But hold on. Let me say something real quick. Because I do think, listen, you nailed it. On the overall part of this game, and I do think Brew, Budless notwithstanding, was too far down on a Cowboys team. That again, you remove Week One and Week 18. They were 12 and three, and the three losses all incredible. None of them awful. You lost to Philly with your backup. You lost in overtime to Rodgers, mm-hmm. and you lost in overtime to the Prince. So the team is this team as a whole had a plus 125 point differential, and showed you that their A game is. Not the best in the league, but 
uh, you know, t- uh, the t- upper there. quartile of Jesus. the league at the very least. Okay, we call Chiefs-esque, yeah. but that's fine. But the, we have always been, maybe because it's the Cowboys and they're so over-discussed, so hyperbolic in either direction about Dak. And now this morning, or not even this morning, last night, you had folks like old KW here sending out tweets demanding the most that points. we come on the air, that we come on the air and give Dak Prescott his flowers. Yesterday, we had a full band. You made me stand up. <laughs> you told me to kneel I, in front of I you and, and, and proclaim <laughs> yeah. that Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Who threw, I believe it's four interceptions yes, in the yeah, first half. That's true. So, but did I do any of that for Dak? No. I said, no. you know what? The guy who scored the most points since he came back from injury scored 31 points last night. I didn't even put my wig on. Yeah. I, I didn't even bring out the trumpets or the snare drum. I, I understand that part of it. And if you think that it was a little over the top, you know, celebrating the Prince, that's fine. It'll look, you know, you'll a just little? continue to be wrong about the Prince as you have been since he was sure. playing in Georgia high school football and you were producing other television shows. Wilds <laughs> didn't like him back then. My point you is, do a lot of high school for, uh, what's your favorite Patrick Mahomes wild card round game? You don't have one. What's your favorite Joe Burrow? What's your favorite <laughs> the, Josh <laughs> Allen? You you don't have voices. He does. That's this because <laughs> Mahomes doesn't play in the no, wild card round. No, he did. He had <laughs> last year. There's a couple oh, years he, he has. Yeah, it's better than a buy against the Steelers. Oh, you I don't have one. I thought it was a trick question. It's got to be from this point up, forward. Right. And so I give him credit. But if you're overpraising him today, it's actually a bit of an insult. Okay. It's treating him like Kirk Cousins. It's like if Kirk Cousins had won that game and been great, would be like, hey, good for you, Kirk. He's not trying to be in the Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr tier of like win a wild card round game. We're happy for you. He's trying to be in the next tier. So the next round, you got to go do it. Five touchdowns. I thought it was pretty good. It was good. <laughs> Maybe if he threw four yeah. interceptions. Like I said, while it's four week, silenced, four week. Without him. Goodness. Who's, we're doing QB rankings. Basically yeah. this segment again, but with more vitriol. Right? <laughs> first things first. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. got a great segment for you right now it's called Nick's QB rankings and here's what we've got eight quarterbacks remain a Super Bowl champion a prince an injured star Mr. Irrelevant Joe Cool the pride of Buffalo a resurgent cowboy and Daniel Jones (laughs) Nick has ranked these gentlemen committee less take it away all right we'll go eight to one so yesterday was cute and fun yeah. Every sports television show in America, except for maybe this one, did the who's going to be the first to give the Daniel Jones apology? And then the rest of the week, something you'll realize if anyone does a segment like this, you know what we'll all have in common? Coming in last in the quarterback rankings is, of course, Daniel Jones. Well, no one disagrees. We're all happy for you, Daniel. But of uh, the eight guys left, you're the one we trust the least. Number seven and the hardest player to rank, Brock Purdy. Hmm. He's been excellent. However, there is the looming Jimmy G factor of, wait, would literally any quarterback that knows, you know, not to run out the back of the end zone look like this <laughs> uh, with these weapons in this offense? Point, bro. And because he's a rookie and because the sample size is so limited, we couldn't put him higher than seven. Peanut gallery, please. <laughs> Number six, Dak Prescott. Oh, put some respect on his name. Okay, we're, what of the five guys would any of you have? Dak Prescott ranked ahead of. We can discuss in a moment. He is a nice player. He had a phenomenal game. Does anybody trust him to next week not have two interceptions before halftime? I don't. Number six on the quarterback rankings of the players left. Number five, the Nick Kyrgios of the NFL, Josh Allen. What's that mean? What? It means the upside is when he's at his best, it's like, is he as good as Rafa Nadal? And when he's at his worst, he's flinging the racket into the crowd. Like Josh Allen is flinging the football all over the field. Sometimes it's his team, sometimes the other team. As high of a ceiling as any player in the league not named Patrick Mahomes. Unfortunately, a floor that seemed to be the exact same floor as Skylar Thompson's this week. Except Skylar couldn't have had five turnovers the way Josh could have. Wow. So, 
The downside is rapidly approaching the upside, and he does more often than any other quarterback the single worst thing a quarterback can do. Therefore, he's number five. Mm. Number four, Jalen Hurts. Excellent season pre-injury. The guy before the injury had 22 passing touchdowns and just three interceptions. However, in his last two games, he did have the three interceptions, and you are you have to be at least a little concerned of this. The Eagles hacked the quarterback sneak this year. The third and one and fourth and one, they did it more than 30 times. They're better than 90% success rate. Mm-hmm. Can they still do it with his shoulder banged up? However, what he has done th- thus far this season gives him this ranking at number four. Number three, the Prince. All he's been is the best quarterback in the NFL for two months. His first playoff game was all time. And I called him Peyton Manning 2.0. And by the way, Peyton Manning, yes, he also had a four-interception game. Unfortunately for him, it was in year six, not in year two. Also for Peyton Manning, year six was the first year he actually won a playoff game. So maybe Trevor, Peyton Manning 2.0 was a bit of an insult. By the way, another (laughs) AFC South quarterback that had a four-turnover, four-score comeback in the playoffs one Andrew Luck down 28 points to the Chiefs. Uh, not that long, or I guess about a decade ago. Turned the ball over four times, then had a roaring comeback. What do they have in common? Both number one picks, both transcendent prospects. Uh, Trevor's got a little better hair, though. Number two, second best quarterback alive is probably the second best quarterback in the playoffs. Uh, didn't have a run game this week, and while it almost bit them, it did not. Third and seven plus for this team feels like third and two for everybody else. And his poise under pressure is second only to, of course, the number one quarterback. And at this point, have you, have regular first things first viewers noticed we don't talk about Patrick Mahomes much lately? Well, that's because when he's so clearly the MVP and they're so clearly the best team and they're so clearly the favorite, Wilds and Brew in our pre-show meeting, they're like, guys, I, I don't know what to say about him anymore. And I'm like, ah. okay, we can talk about something else. He's number one. Nobody argues that he's number one. That's your quarterback rankings for this year's playoffs. Go ahead, Mark Schlereth. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I do appreciate the fact that uh, Mahomes is number one, and I can't disagree with that. And yeah. I can't disagree with Burrow. I think I would move Josh Allen up to probably number three, although he has turned the ball over a little bit. But I, I will, I, he, is, he is so dynamic when things, like, when things are on the line. But I can't – the prince. I, yeah, what about I, Like, I didn't even know he was the prince until yesterday when I came here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it's the – One guy calls him the prince. That's it. Okay. One guy. Prince was Well, I always, I always watch when, when they're talking. Then when you come oh, on, you I, I click it because it's the city roots. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I would have to move him underneath Dak Prescott. Underneath Dak? Thank you. Yes, underneath Dak. I would have to move no – I would have here. to move him – to what? Six. I go Six? with a Daniel Jones, yes. Then I go, obviously, at Purdy, Purdy. because of, of you the, would have Trevor the Sixth. Trevor Sixth. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence Sixth. Played a half, one half of good football. Oh, did he play one what, half? What happened? Hey, like, like, if, the, if the Chargers coaching staff was competent, oh, thank was you. competent. Thank you. They're out of the playoffs right now, and he's got okay. four picks and one TD. When you say, um, and I'm just no curious, when you say one half of good football, Kevin Wiles, yeah. did you mean one half of a season? Of the best football? Because since week nine, here's how Trevor Lawrence ended the year. Passer rating, number one in the league. A 7-2 and two record with one of those losses coming against the Chiefs, so it doesn't even really count. A 15-2 to two touchdown interception ratio. And so, yes, I understand. He had a rough 25 minutes of game time. <laughs> Sue him. Luckily, he more than made up for it. So, no, he is ranked properly, and I'm giving deference to Joe Burrow. However, if we could have gotten Trevor versus Joe Burrow, if the Dolphins could have taken care of business, that could have changed, but we don't get it. Go ahead, Brooke. I thought the tears were bizarre. This is just, this is lunacy. What's lunacy? This is, Josh Allen should be number two. Mm -hmm. Number two? Yes, number two. And I know you got him fifth because he had three turnovers over the weekend. How many did Trevor Lawrence have? Four. Okay, Trevor Lawrence had more interceptions in one game, one half actually, than Josh Allen has had in his seven playoff games in his career. I mean, that seems relevant. I mean, Josh Allen, (laughs) and and, and here's why I'm putting him ahead of Burrow. Because Josh Allen has been money 
in the playoffs. Okay? He's got 18 touchdowns in seven playoff games. Burrow's got seven in five playoff games. All right. Josh Allen should be number two. He had a couple of missteps last week, but Trevor Lawrence certainly had more. And so that that's uh, well, my having biggest Josh beef. Allen ahead of Joe Burrow is lunacy. Why? Utter and total lunacy. So first How? of all, you you can talk about Trevor's playoff career compared to Josh's. Here's something Trevor and Joe Burrow already have more of than Josh in their playoff career: double-digit playoff comebacks. Furthermore, Trevor Lawrence, uh, much well, like LeVar Ball, you can't has, start a fire and then be a hero well, for putting it you. out. Oh, sure you can. Exactly. <laughs> thank you. A lot of stories. Uh, but can I show you? Josh has Speaking the third. Of, you notice well, the, the third highest passer rating so in I, playoff history. Yes, I will get to that in just a moment. It That's very games, valuable stat where side. Tom Brady is 20th. So I am sure it is hey. an un- unimpeachable statistic. But talking about starting fires, no one has been a bigger arsonist this year than your beloved Josh Allen. 32 times this year he has thrown picks or fumbled the ball, including more than Trevor in the first playoff game with five combined picks and fumbles. Who, who had the better regular had season? The better regular season? Trevor Lawrence or Josh Allen? Josh Allen had 12 more touchdowns than I Trevor Lawrence. Holder, my and a higher passer rate. And, here's and more the, yards per Here's game. the other part of it. When and it runs comes the ball. to the playoffs. Josh Allen is not consistently great in the playoffs. When he is great, he's historically great. He has played seven playoff games, Brew. He has been excellent in three of them. 18 touchdowns, three picks. Yes, but look at the numbers. They're on the screen. He has been excellent in three of them. He has been bad in four of them. He just You just demolished passer rating. When I said he's got the third highest passer rating no, in the playoff history, it. you said, oh, that's not number no, 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 I said it can be misleading. Stat. And then you use it to say I said it can be misleading because those two great games last year make it seem like he's a historic playoff performer when he had a historic playoff run that ended with him crying on the field and him changing the rules. Go ahead, Kevin Wilds. Well, although you look at me and you say, this guy's got it all together. He's an intelligent fella. Answer is, I'm actually not. I've got... A brain the size of a small goldfish. They call me the caveman because I like things like scoring points and winning games. I think that matters more than the football analysts. And here's the offensive points per game in QB starts. I started at week seven because that's when Dak came back. And what do you know? There's good old Dak Prescott, number two. You might say, wasn't he number one earlier? Yeah, but we took out pick sixes for this one. Cowboys scored some for him. So that's my list. Nice and so wait, that's your one through eight. Well, it's just the facts. So where would you? You got you got an opinion, and then you got an opinion. Yeah, where is where is Dak Prescott ranked? Dak Prescott's ranked number two. If we can see the graph, no, 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 right there. So that's your quarterback rankings. That's just the facts. You have Mahomes fourth. Well, you have Mahomes. I like Mahomes. You know what? Because I think it's good for the show. I'm going to put Mahomes at one, but I'm going to put Dak at number two because he scores a lot of points. Okay. All right. I, listen, I, the Dak Prescott having him ahead of Joe Burrow. I Joe can't Burrow, who is, who's benefited from a lot of luck. The, yeah, false absolutely, but he's a better player than Dak Prescott. What's up, bro? I, look, I, I was so exasperated and frustrated with this lick, list, Nick. I had to make my own. Went rogue. Here's the rogue. real list, y'all. The real list. America, this is the real list. Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Hurts, Dak. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Lawrence at six. Purdy, and look at who's over his shoulder, because that's really what's happening. Well, is that Jimmy, Jimmy G, G oh for a little bro. mentorship? Uh, oh, I got a wife. Ask Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey would like this you graphic. You did this whole did thing. Jimmy G watch it over I No, I'm just saying. It's rea- It's realistic. And how can He's you have Trevor the kid. behind Dak when Dak is your F game quarterback? Trevor how? was F game in the first half. And then half. what was how? And then what then was Then he was A, but Dak at least gave was. me a full A game. Trevor has yet to do that. Having Josh Allen ahead of Joe Burrow is what? such utter nonsense. Really? Yeah, really. Really. Stop it. We'll see Stop you this weekend. It. You know what? What? This is why we need the committee. I like the purdy Tomorrow graphic. I like the graphic. It's starting I like crazy. the purdy graphic. Thank you, know you what? I agree with you. Somebody appreciates my creativity. Yeah. You know, taking shots at you. Got a little what? annoyed on his shoulder. Well, that's why we have the committee, so we don't have this infighting. The committee, yeah. What? Say something about the committee. Don't do it. Say do something it. about the committee. Very powerful group. I like the committee, committee compared to that. The committee of one? That's what we get? My goodness. Bring back the committee. Well, we're going to meet tonight. tomorrow. tomorrow. All right. 
Welcome back to the show. Great five minutes for you right here talking Brady's future. One intriguing option, San Francisco, huh? Ian Rappaport reporting Purdy and Brady are among QB options for the 49ers next season. Nick, you're always dialed in on the 49ers quarterback, mostly to diss our guy Jimmy G. Just one of the many things I have been proven right about this NFL season. <laughs> uh, just pick a guy, a random seventh-round pick, and see if you can do better than Do you like Brady in San Francisco? Uh, no, I mean, absolutely not. I, I think that Brady had to have a great playoff game in order for folks, and I thought he would. I said it yesterday on the show. I thought he would. I was wrong. To be able to look past what all year long looked like a 45-year-old quarterback. You know what? That's unfair. He looked like a 40-year-old quarterback. Huh. There is no context for a 45-year-old quarterback. He looked like a once-great quarterback who was a little too old. He has you know, broken that mold so far that it's now it's like look like a 45-year-old. No, we've never seen that before. But can we show – but this was the worst season of Brady's career. Right. We can show you the numbers, and the numbers tell you it was the worst season of his career. That game – and by the way, that yards per pass is noteworthy. In all of NFL history – 350-yard games, playoffs, or regular season. Do you know the, sh- the fewest yards per attempt? Yesterday's Brady game. Yeah. Oh, wow. So he threw for 350, but five, it was the least efficient five, 350 we've ever seen. You add to it, it's also the worst win-loss record of his career, which, again, I'm not a quarterback wins guy, but for a guy who's never been under 500, he was. Mm-hmm. Now, I, if you're the Niners, Brock Purdy right now is better. He's better. And, and it would just be a one-year one rental. It would be a one-year thing which would offset whatever momentum you're trying to build as a franchise around, whether it's Purdy or Lance, whatever they do. So, no, I, I think that what Tom Brady needed was for Brock Purdy to fall on his face a month ago. And, for, and then they might be like, well, Jimmy G's gone. We haven't seen Trey. Purdy's a seventh-round pick. Obviously, he's not the guy. But, no, I, I think the Niners have I – don't, I don't think they will do it. I mean, I'd be shocked if they do it. Um, I think it's interesting. I mean, I, I think that part is interesting. Like, Brock Purdy would be a guy that you could say, hey, man, you're going you're gonna to go back into the crockpot season for a year. Mm-hmm. Why we have Tom Brady, one of the world's greatest, ever do it. The thing that doesn't make sense to me about Tom Brady um, – in San Francisco is that is a that is a system that is a West Coast system in which we're going to run the ball we're going to set up our play action we're going to do what we do out of this system quarterback you're going to be outs. under yeah you're like a lot of the athleticism part right. of the game doesn't fit that it, it doesn't fit Tom Brady what would make the most sense obviously is going to the Raiders where you've had Josh McDaniels and you can operate that system you can get all your pre-snap looks you can have the answers before you can have the answers to the test before you snap the ball that makes the most sense and then obviously if you go to Miami that that's still a derivative of the West yeah. Coast system that Mike McDaniels runs right. I mean he was on Shanahan's staff yeah. forever and they were in Washington together under Mike Shanahan when Kyle was the offensive coordinator and McDaniels was, you know, I, I don't know what he was. So the, the, the offensive, uh, whatever, quality control. quality control, whatever, tight end, whatever he was. I don't know what he was. You make an interesting point because, I, look, I think unless Brock Purdy does something in these playoffs to just make San Francisco think, oh, he just had a nice run. We've seen a few guys do this. I mean, not. I think his is, is legitimate, grew, but like a Mike White. Even if he had a three-pick game. Okay, and they but, lose. I don't think that's enough to undo the good work. But let's done. let's say he has a three pick game and they win. He plays bad, they win. The net in the NFC title game, he plays horrible again and they lose. That might make because we've seen Mike White, and I know he's better than Mike White, but we've seen guys have runs, Cooper Rush, and then all of a sudden, oh, that's who they are. He, uh, Bailey Zappi and all this stuff. And so I I think that. But he, you brought up an interesting point. If they went out and got Brady and said, Brock, you're going to sit behind him a year. And then Brady, after six games, it's like he's done. Could you bench Tom Brady? They bench Peyton Manning. It happened to Peyton Manning. Manning, Manning, But, I mean, my goodness. By the way, that's a great point, the Peyton Manning thing. They came in, Gary Kubiak, 
said, oh, by the way, you're not, you're not operating this thing from shotgun call in place. You're getting under center. We're running tank plays. We're doing what we do. They did that. He was horrible. They made a compromise and ran most everything out of pistol. He came back. He was still so injured. They relied on the defense. They won a world right. championship. But it wasn't the world championship that Peyton Manning brought to the organization. Right. He did from a cultural standpoint. But that defense – is what got them there over the Carolina Panthers. And there was a, a, the butting of the heads between Gary Kubiak and, and Peyton Manning all season long. But also the difference there, Wilds, is they didn't bring in Peyton Manning that final year. He, that was his fourth yeah, year there. They brought in Kubiak. He was already there. He had taken him to a Super Bowl. He would won a league MVP. Upending all – at some point, Tom Brady is going to be in that phase of his career. The Peyton Manning at mm-hmm. the end, like, ooh, nine touchdowns, 17 picks. Yikes. Yeah, sleep and on pliability, though. I, I under, <laughs> which is why he has aged better than any of these guys. I, listen, you go to New England, well, it'll be a nice story. They won't be any good, but oh, that's fine. You're oh. used to not being any good in New England. Hey, I'd bring Lord Brady. Oh, you won one Super Bowl in 50 years. <laughs> hey, coming back. Does the Prince have the Chiefs on upset alert? I hope so now, even though you got me in a bit of a vice. <laughs> <laughs> Medal's time. <laughs> Rhyming couplets. <laughs> Knicks down one. Time running out. It's R.J. Barrett. He can who? The whole league played he yesterday. We got to show this highlight twice. Well, is it MLK? Points, we points, he's trying to show it's a game tying dunk with point six left on the clock. Okay, who won? The Raptors. Won. Okay. <laughs> Medal stand. Bronze. One of the most underappreciated players in the league. Drew Holiday. Thirty-five and eleven in a win over the Frisky Pacers for a Bucks team oh, that yeah. just can't wait to get to the postseason but needs Chris Middleton to be healthy. Silver medal, Jason Tatum. 51-9-5 for Jason Tatum over a terrible Hornets team. Tatum is, listen, if back when MVP voting meant something and you're supposed to be winning, Jason Tatum would be much higher on the MVP rankings. Shout but you. unfortunately, you know, that you, as long as you make the vote? sneak into the playoffs and well, tell me what the VORP is, we'll decide who the MVP so is. And, and then the gold medal, the kick. 48, 8, and 9. A Tim Duncan-esque kiss off the backboard with under a minute left to kind of ice the game. LeBron James now has the most more career games of 45 and 5 after the age of 35 in the rest of NBA history combined. Solid win over the Rockets. There is the medal stand from last night in the NBA. Solid, solid. Good, good win over the Rockets. He can't control his on the schedule. I like that Jackal. better than the. Uh, we're in a bit of a quagmire here. Are we? Or are oh, we? We're just not. Someone else is. You know what? What are you doing? Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Wait, oh, go God. ahead. Ask you the know, question. Usually I don't really? try to throw to speak early, but Hobbs, can you see if it you're ready to It is Joy Taylor's birthday. <laughs> really? Oh, happy birthday, Joy. Yeah. Do you want to take – oh, goodness. What's up? Saturday Who are we rooting for in this game, boys? Oh, what? Versus, uh, we don't know. I don't know what to do. What do you mean? Who are you rooting for? Usually I root for your demise because I think it <laughs> makes for good television and honestly personally enjoyable as well. But I guess I'm rooting for Mahomes if this is the other option. Well, I'm just telling you. Yeah, like, uh, I've had enough concerts for the next month in what the do you studio. Mean? So oh, I'm, I'm rooting for Kansas City. Oh, too demolished. Too there. We're all rooting for the I've Chiefs. I've got you both of you dopes boxed in. Where you're all Chiefs. You get to be Chiefs fans for a week. I'm going to tell you, Actually, it's going to be a great I hope, experience. I hope the Chiefs win an ugly game where they don't play well. Okay. You know, well, that's, oh, yeah, okay. you know, one of those ugly games to get to their sixth straight conference championship. I'm sorry. Is it six straight, five straight? I lose track. I, I just <laughs> get in it every year. Uh, here, here's Who what I know. Who are you rooting for? That's the Who question. Who am I rooting? Well, yeah. I'm from Kansas City. I'm a hometown guy. However, I understand Me too. the challenge. I, I can relate. I understand relate. the challenge. You're not from Kansas City. <laughs> no, but hometown guy. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely a hometown guy. Uh, several. Yeah, all you've my got hometown. a dozen of them. <laughs> all of them. Uh, I understand the challenge. It, it's one thing to have the Prince come to town. It's another thing, you know, to have the Prince come to town on a Saturday. Oh. The NFL schedule makers did us no favors there, I'll tell you that much. But, you know, I believe in Patrick Mahomes. Andrew Reed, I think, is like 27-4 and four coming off a bye. Eight and a half sounds just about right. It should be ten and a half, but, you know, the Prince is worth two points by himself. So I think it's good. But I know this. Sis. I'm going to be watching it carefree. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> it's just a lightning. If, 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 if it somehow next. wins, I have a great afternoon. Happy birthday, Joy.